Hi, everybody. It's a fresh new episode of Osprey Observer TV. I'm your host, as always, Johnny Torres. With me, as always, Editor-in-Chief of the Osprey Observer, Marie Gilmore. And um, I'm excited because we've got a really good friend of ours joining us on the show today, somebody who's uh, very beloved by the community, Bob Abrazese. Uh Marie, what's Bob been up to? Bob Abrazese is here. He's a local realtor. He runs the Fish Up Area Neighborhood page, which probably has 14,000, 15,000 people in it and has been a great resource during the quarantine and the pandemic. He runs the Fish Up Softball League, and they do great things for our community. And he also manages the Fish Up Strong, one of the biggest teams for the American Cancer Society, really, for Life at Newsome every year. So, Bob, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Marie. Thanks for having me. This is this is going to be great, I can tell. How do you have enough hours in the day to do everything that you do for our community? You just make the time. I mean, what, what happened? I found the passion, like a lot of this stuff I'm passionate about. So you create the time when you're passionate about something. That's really true. So what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about a little bit about the impact of the Fish Hawk Area Neighborhood page and how you got that started and what that does for us. And then we can sure, segue into the other groups. Yeah, because I think that's actually the beginning of everything. And that's oh. where I, I've become famous, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> can I get your autograph, please? <laughs> but, okay, tell uh, us about the page. Okay, so the Fishhawk Area Neighborhood page started out in, I think, about 2009 or 10. What, what happened, I was on a webinar for the National Association of Realtors, and they were like, become an expert in your community. And they go, create a community page. So I did that. And what ended up happening around the same time, Fishhawk had their own web page. Well, a couple of years later, Fishhawk actually changed their web page and it became, and they had a community message board on it. it came very difficult to navigate. Also at the same time, Facebook exploded. So now everybody was looking for Fishhawk Ranch, Fishhawk Neighborhood pages and that, and they found my page. So my page originally was set up for me to take videos of when we had our concerts here in Park Square, you know, new home construction, things like that. So when people say, hey, what's Fishhawk Ranch? I would send them over to the page and they'd see all the stuff that was, you know, that was Fishhawk Ranch. Um, well, it morphed into the community message board. So when I started out, I had 500 people on the page and I was like super excited to have 500 people on a Facebook page. And then it turned to a thousand, 2000, 5000, 10,000. I think now we're up to 14,000. And it's great. I mean, it's become an unbelievable resource. I have people, like I ask questions before people join the page because I want to make sure, you know, I find out who's at, you know, I vet them to make sure who's on our page. So what ends up happening is people before they move here actually join the page because friends of them have told about it. And they're like, I want to find out about the schools, about the doctors in the area, about, you know, the sports for my kids. It's like, it's become a great resource for people, not only that are here, people that actually are going to move here. Okay, awesome. And through the pandemic, it's been a great resource for us to be able to contact who's which restaurants are open with no contact, you know, with good protocols in place. And I can tell you probably at least once a day I find something on there to share or to utilize in the community. It's just it is a great resource. And you Make sure it's a private page. It's not open to the public. So if anybody starts any nonsense, it's good because you can just kind of. Yeah, just squash it. It is yeah. like there's, there'll be none of that on the page. But the other thing, too, like you mentioned about the businesses, I'm a big supporter of the local businesses. 
So I always tell them, you know, I, I want you to advertise, put your stuff out there, you know, put your, your menu, daily specials. When Again, when people in the pandemic were doing just curbside pickup or whatever, put that out there. Let people know. Say, you know what? Hey, we, we, we can't open today because someone got sick and we have to shut down to clean up. You know, obviously you don't want to post it out, but you want, you don't want people to think you went out of business. You just want people to say, hey, we're taking care of what we have to take care of. We'll be open again in a few days and everything will be back to normal again. So it's I, I want to be able to help people out, too, because, you know, as people I help people again, when, when I do these fundraising events, they help me out as well. So it's like, you know, it's give and take, which is that that's what business is all about. It's like everybody has to win. It has to be win win in business. Exactly. And you've used some of those relationships and and your familiarity with the community to create your Fishhawk Strong team. Tell us a little bit about that team. Okay, so the Fishhawk Strong team was started out like my kids were involved with Relay for Life while they were in middle school and high school. And I would help them out. Most of my times there, I was actually taking pictures and video. That was my I was the video guy, you know, so I posted on YouTube and then people could watch the events. And it was it was really you know, I like doing, I love doing it. But but then I was like, the kids went off to college and I'm like, okay, but I still want to fundraise. So my, I lost my mom to pancreatic cancer. So, uh, you know, obviously cancer is my mortal enemy. So I, I want to do whatever we can to defeat it. So I decided to start a team and I talked to Madonna, my wife, and, you know, we, we decided let's put something together because she's been on committee for Relay for Life for years and years. So I'm like, okay, let's try this. Let's see what happens. So, I, you know, the first year I went to a few of my friends and I said, hey, you know what? I always help you out, like, you know, with your business. Can you help me out? And I had people writing me checks for like $300, $500. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like pretty easy. I'm like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> so the first year, um, this was before Fishhawk Strong, I raised $5,000. And I'm like, okay. I go, let's try something different. Let's actually form a team with a lot of people in the neighborhood that own businesses and, and we'll help each other out. And what ended up happening last year was the first full year of Fishhawk Strong. And I think before last year, the most money ever raised by a single team in, in um, Relay for Life for Fishhawk was about $26,000, $27,000. And I was like, our goal was $30,000. I really want to raise $30,000 and beat that number. Well, you saw our number was like $46,000, which was in- absolutely insane. Yes. You know, But it worked out great because... Again, we, we did a lot of events. We, we didn't do any of the kid events. We did adult events at adult venues. So we, we did, you know, the whatever, bear bingo, fashion shows. We did, we did things that, like, the kids aren't going to do. So we didn't take any money from the kids. They were still able to fundraise, raise their own money. But we brought in all this extra money, which was, you know, I think it was fabulous. You know, and this year we, we wanted to do it again, but the pandemic kind of, like, knocked us down but we still raised almost twenty thousand dollars which again is far and away more than anybody else you know i think it's actually more than believe it or not some of the other local relays as a whole raised because like wow. I, I was able to see some of the numbers before they shut down okay. the sites yeah and it was it was again but we, we just keep plugging along and it's you know things happen and with the fishhawk strong not only do i help relay for life but like I love um, Lita Eaton with Seeds of Hope, and I love to help them out when, especially when they're in dire need. When they're in dire need, then like kind of like throw it in overdrive and see what we could do. This week, I was able to get. They had um, put out a post on my neighborhood page that Publix had Skippy peanut butter for buy one get one. So it was a bogo, two eighty five. So I reached out to a friend of mine and, and you know and asked her. I go, can you do me a favor? Can can 
I'll help you out with your business, but I need you to do me a favor and buy some peanut butter. Well, <laughs> she bought 300 jars of peanut butter and we got another 300 for free. So 600 jars of peanut butter, which I just delivered 500 of them to Seeds of Hope now, right before this interview. I was like, I was really rushing to get back here to do this interview. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And I can tell you from a business standpoint, we jumped on board and joined the Fishhawk Strong team last year. So the Oscar yep. Observer was a part of it. We came to the Bullfrog Creek Bingo. And I didn't even realize, I'm so glad you mentioned, that your events were adult-focused and didn't take away from anything the kids were doing to yep. fundraise. Because obviously, our local Relay for Life has a lot of our student teams, a lot of our kids earn community service hours, and just learn a little bit about giving back from doing Relay. So I really appreciate that about that team, too. And talking about Seeds of Hope, we actually haven't done one of these interviews with Lita and Seeds of Hope, and now you've just inspired me that we need to get her on board. Get and, her on, because she's get fabulous. Her on. You, because you know that. She's fabulous. I mean, those, Turkey Trot, do you remember the Turkey Trot when it started? Probably had 100 runners, and now there's like it's like the Boston Marathon. There's thousands of people show up. 100%. And Seeds yeah. of Hope, for those who aren't familiar, is our local food bank started by a Fishhawk resident that – is every week at Bloomingdale Presbyterian from 4.30 to 6.30. Anyone in need can do a drive-through, open their trunk, no questions asked, and they receive food for the week for their family. So this is a charity that my children have been involved with, earning some community service hours on a weekly basis. It's a wonderful charity to get cereal, the non-perishable canned food, and peanut butter and jelly because a kid could survive with a week of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and a loaf of bread. That could give them lunch for a week. So that's an awesome donation for Seeds of Hope. At the beginning of the pandemic in March, they were serving about 125 families a week, and they're up to 400 trunks of food per week, and they have never turned a person away who needed food. So it's dear, near and dear to my heart. I love Seeds of Hope. I'm so proud that you realized a need and were able to fill that bomb. And that's what I've seen about you for all these years is, you really put your money where your mouth is. You get out there and you use the power of the neighborhood page with all the contacts you have, the team mentality with your Fish Up Strong team, and the softball league, which people may not realize is actually the longest running activity in Fish Hawk Ranch. One of the very first things that ever was created was that Fish Hawk Softball League over at Hawk Park. It's still running. I know you guys are dying to get back on the field. And you've so many times done fundraisers at that with the tournament and, and fundraise for all kinds of causes in our community. We started fundraising on that. I think it was again, 2007 or eight. And, and it was, we had a home, we, we call this home Depot bucket. We have the hundred thousand dollar bucket. It's like, that's how it started. We, you know, our first fundraiser was like, we didn't have, we had games and we told people just to bring money and throw it in the home Depot bucket. So that's like, that's how it all started. And then, we, you know, we had Mike Berenger, Tim Coffey, Michael Brand, Michael Shea. Everybody was involved. These were the commissioners of the league. And they they set up different tournaments for a lot of times, unfortunately, it's people in our league that someone in their family becomes sick and they're in dire need of money. So we, we've done this. And, and I mean, we've helped a lot of families in our league. We've raised well over $100,000 as a league, which is tremendous. When you think about a small softball league, to put these tournaments together. It's a lot of work. You know, I like to help out, but the commissioners do a lot more work than I do. These guys really go out there and they bust it and, and they're raising money. I mean, you have to have baskets. We have DJs. Sometimes we'll have bands. We have events in park square, like, you know, you know, 
dance parties, it's like all kinds of stuff. It's 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 a very very grueling, fun, like any fundraising is is tough, you know. But the, the softball one, we like because like again, we don't. I pray to God like we don't have to do a fundraiser for anybody to leave because that means nobody's sick. But it happens, and we do them, and you know we try to help out as much as possible. I mean, we go out there every Saturday. We have fun. We make friends. It's like when I first moved here, I didn't know anybody. I joined the softball league, and that's where I met the first real hardcore people that I knew here in Fishhawk. And to this day, still friends with tons of them, you know. And, and it, it's just we're growing old together, <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> but, but but I love it. You know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Absolutely, and you've made the community a better place for each and every activity that you've done. Well, I want to wrap up because we know we've got a limited attention span with our audience, but I want to thank you so much for coming on. I know we could just talk on and on and on and keep going, but I really appreciate what you're doing in the community. We'll continue to get involved with you and everything that you do. We'll keep in mind that that peanut butter is still on BOGO and we can get it over to Seeds of Hope and we'll, we'll keep watching the page and see what activities are coming up or what needs there are. So thank you so much for being with us today and thank you for everything you do for our community, making it a better place. Thank you, Marie, for having me. And, you know, you know how much I love you because you always help us out every time I call you. If I need anything, you always, you know, are so, so great. So thank we you. Try. Thank you, Osprey Observer. Thank you, Marie. 100%. We try. Thanks again to Bob Abrazazi. And, of course, best of luck with uh, the fundraiser. Uh, you know, we certainly can't bring enough awareness uh, to uh, an incredible cause, you know, like cancer research, uh, something that's touched so many lives. Uh, and uh, who knows? Maybe he'll let me join the softball league this year. <laughs> Marie, uh, editor-in-chief of the Osprey Observer. Lots going on in the community as we kind of slowly trickle back to normal here. What's going on in the community? We've got a couple of fun stories this week. And of course, all of our stories are always available online on our website, ospreyobserver.com. But just a couple of weeks ago, we actually finished up our summer internships. This summer, we had seven awesome summer interns. These interns each wrote about 10 stories for our newspaper. So there are 70 stories out in the community from our wow. interns. So it has been an incredible summer. We actually, in pure uh, quarantine and social distancing style, did a drive-through pickup. They each got to pick up a Chick-fil-A lunch from our friends at Chick-fil-A Bloomingdale, Tammy and Paul Holmberg. Of course, every single one of them was thrilled with that. And they picked up all their newspapers that they've been publishing stories in all summer. So it was really fun to see them in person. And they're just a great group of kids who are going to go on to do good things. In fact, two of our interns are now the editor-in-chiefs of their high school newspapers, both at Durant wow. and Newsom. So we're going to be getting some great stories out of them this year. Another one is the chambers are starting to have meetings in person again. They're following guidelines and protocols, and they are starting to meet again in September. So check out your local chamber calendars and get involved and look forward to seeing some of your local business owners in person this upcoming fall. Well, and if you ever need me to do some work for free Chick-fil-A, just let me know. I mean, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do it. 100%. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, again, for that and more, make sure that you check out ospreyobserver.com for the best and most local news that you're going to find just about anywhere. Uh, thank you again to Marie Gilmore. And uh, on behalf of Marie and the team at Osprey Observer, I'm Johnny Torres. And this has been another episode of Osprey Observer TV. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.